0: Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee or that well-deserved glass of wine, And let's get ready for the good portion. Welcome back to the good portion, Mama. This is Megan King, and we are on episode 11. And I am so glad that you guys decided to join us today. Uh, I'm so happy to be back doing these episodes for and with you guys. And I just want to let you know that I love hearing from each and every single one of you. I love getting messages from you guys letting me know how much you're enjoying these episodes and what's been helping or what sparked questions or calls on your heart to dig a little deeper for even more. And I love hearing ideas of what you guys want to hear, what you don't want to hear, all of those things. So I also want to let you know that while I never enjoy hearing that things have been tough for you guys, I do want to let you know how humbling it is to receive messages from those of you that are struggling and needing prayer. Just knowing that you trust me enough to ask me to pray for you or over you or even just to listen to what's been troubling you or on your hearts. And I just want you to know that I do not take that responsibility lightly and I am deeply honored to be able to walk with you in your opportunities for growth and and faith in Christ. So thank you so much for being such a wonderful sisterhood. If you are new here and you haven't joined our online community, be sure to look for the Good Portion Mama in Facebook groups and let us welcome you into the family with open arms. Uh, Just know if you don't have the title of mama for a little human or even a big human, no worries. Just like in God's family, all are welcome here and we would love, 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 to have you guys. So check out our group and say hello and let us know how we can serve you guys. All right, let's get down to business. Last week's episode was pretty heavy, okay? Uh, or at least it was for me and I, I had a few of you message me after listening and you were you're kind of in the same boat. So just, you know, the realization and self-reflection of how much more work and growth I still have in my faith was kind of heavy um, and started started to kind of weigh me down just a little bit, even after recording the episode and sharing it and everything. Um, I started to get down a little and, you know, just this sort of shame, I guess, and frustration at... My lack of faith that I didn't even know was there. So, and you pile on a worldwide pandemic, a country on the brink of civil war over political elections, and then you've got homeschooling or remote learning, depending on your circumstances, I guess, and then all the other day to day things. And it just seems almost impossible to keep joy at the forefront of my my day and my heart and my mind, you know, and I'll tell you as a frequent flyer and VIP status on anxiety and depression airlines, I know all too well how easy it is to Feel low, or have something hit like where everything and everywhere you look, things are constantly getting worse instead of better, and just really, really getting down in there. And in the past, I've learned that if I can just remove myself from my "quote unquote" normal environment, uh, there's nothing normal about my family and environment, but (laughs) but if I can just remove myself from that that normal environment and the things that are in that moment causing me stress for even just a little while, it's easier for me to recenter and recoup and and find, find that joy again, right? And this year, however... COVID has really limited the options of going somewhere different during the day to relax or to get away, right? Uh, you know, as an attempt to escape for a few minutes now, I find myself opening up my good old Facebook feed or at least when I can sneak off into the bathroom, and pretend I'm pooping so people leave me alone. But I, you know, I open up my Facebook feed hoping I'm gonna see some funny meme or some cat pics or see what crazy shenanigans my friends or my sisters are up to. And with each and every political ad or report of another riot or posts celebrating uh the unfriending of friends and family members over their disagreements of political parties or hate filled social media posts. Even that little escape seems like it's been taken away too. Like everything just completely adds on to one another. And it's just I feel like it's getting easier and easier to fall deeper and deeper into this hole of, good. Okay, what now? (laughs) What's going on now? Oh, who said what now? I think the deeper you go down that hole, the harder it is to get back to feeling joyful. And it just feels like this year and all the people and the things in it are just stripping away little bits and pieces of my joy one piece at a time. And how on earth do we get that back, right? Everywhere we turn, we see COVID this, COVID that, or political fights, or people arguing for really no good reason at all, but just simply because they disagree on even the most insignificant of things. So I'm looking in the Bible, and I'm I'm going through there, flipping through. Anybody who's ever seen my Bible knows that I'm a note taker. I have stuff written all over inside of my Bible, and it's helpful for me because a lot of times um, I don't. I don't do meditation per se but I try to meditate on the notes and stuff that I've taken in a particular sermon or in my personal readings or whatever and it's a good thing because I can come back to it but sometimes if I'm looking for something specific that's not so much uh, just a A note that I've taken, but something in the Bible, I don't have a lot of the Bible memorized. And so all of those notes can make it even more difficult to find things. After multiple interrupted attempts, I did what any smart mama would do uh, to save time. And I asked Google for a little bit of uh, help by listing all the scriptures that mention the word joy. Now, listen, Karen, don't look at me because I'm going to Google trying to find stuff out about God. Okay, Uh, I, I like to think of it this way. I like to cook but only if I'm alone and uninterrupted, but I am all about Sandra Lee and the semi-homemade show on Food Network, okay? I don't even know if it's still on there, but even so, Googling that, Googling that is not cheating, okay? And Googling it, while I thought was going to be the easier way to do it, was not a short read by any means if you were wondering about that as well. (laughs) So uh, there was a lot of stuff that got listed in there. And here are the things that really held some weight or even like struck up thoughts or questions when I was reading them. Psalm 126.3 was one of the first ones to pop up in all of these answers that came up in in where joy is listed in the Bible and it says, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Shocker, right? <laughs> now, I'd love to be able to say I read this and said to myself, yes, yes, I agree, right? I concur. But you know what? If I'm being honest, which is what I promised you guys I would be, my first thought to this was, okay, yeah. But it's easy to say you're filled with joy in the moments where the Lord has done great things for you, right? But what about when you're living in the year 2020 and you've really got to squint to see those great things because you feel like it's been a little while since he's given some to you or done some great things for you, right? What if my children are tired of being cooped up in this house and are rioting against me Monday through Friday? Or what if they've been doing that and my husband is working late four out of those five days so when I really think that support and relief is coming at 5 p.m I find out nope I'm on my own in the evenings too or what if you're a single mama with a full-time job and a part-time job and your kids are now having to do 100% remote learning and there's no daycares available that you can afford without getting a third job like what what if all of this is going on? What if all the hate that people are spewing around the world and especially in our nation, all of that around me has stripped me of that joy that I experienced from those great things? And wouldn't you know, God who created me in all his wonder and glory has a sense of humor because after my snarky thoughts on that first one, This little gem was just a little farther down the list and caught my eye. John 14, 22 through 24. And I'm going to pick some bits and pieces out of this so I'm not reading forever on here. It says, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. He continues on a little farther down. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Now, I'd like to say it was clear the first time I read it, but the same God who saved me also gave me this mouth and this uh, sarcastic mindset. So instead of being enlightened, I'm sitting there struggling almost to the point of arguing with what Jesus says here. Like, well, you say no one can take away my joy, but they very clearly have because I'm not feeling too joyful at the moment, God. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm looking. Duh. Like, are you taking away my joy if no one else is? I mean, how, how does any of that make sense? And then finally, I landed on this. John 15:11. Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. Keyword, my And that your joy may be complete. And it all finally started coming together. Nobody took my joy. My joy is only complete through God's joy being inside of me. Or to put it simply, God is my joy. The words and actions of others cannot take God from me. So in all reality, they can't take my joy from me either. But why but why do I feel this way, right? Like I trust in God. I trust in his promises. If my joy can't be taken from me, then I guess maybe I've lost or misplaced it. I mean, I'm pretty good at losing crap, but but how do you how do you lose or misplace your joy? If it can't be taken from you, then you must have lost it, right? So then my ADHD brain just squirrels out and I find myself thinking you know, it's too bad there's not like a lost and found box for joy because, man, that'd be a whole lot easier and less frightening than digging through my social media feed looking for cat and wine memes. But, you know, that squirrely thought might seem kind of silly, but if you think about it, here's what we do when we lose other things, isn't it? We go straight to the one place all the lost and located things are or go to be found. The lost and found box, right? For example, um... How many times have you lived this story, right? I buy gloves for my nine-year-old and then it gets cold out and I send him to school with him for the first time and he returns home that day, the first day he's worn them, literally empty-handed with no gloves on. And when I ask him where they are, he says he can't find them. He's lost them. I ask him where he's looked and his response is always you know I looked here and I looked here and here and so the first place I tell him to go look when he gets to school the next morning is you guessed it the lost and found at the school right where all things end up at school and almost every time sure enough When he returns home from school that day with the gloves, I ask him where he found them. And he always laughs and says he found them in the lost and found. And he always kind of jokes afterwards, I should have looked there first. And I'm like, duh. Or what about this? So, you know, kids lose stuff all the time, but so do I. So, you know... What about when I'm in town and I set my phone down in Walmart to pick up something and look at it or I set it down so I can turn around and yell at my three-year-old to stop running under the racks of bras and underwear and hiding, right? I'm sure your kids never do that. But anyway, (laughs) Oh, so... I set it down I get distracted and then we finish up our grocery shopping and we go check out and we get out to the car and we start it and I'd like to say I realize right then and there but um, a lot of times I will be out of the parking lot in five minutes down the road before I realize oh crap where's my phone and so then you turn around you rush back to said store hoping that you can find it again what do you do do you walk through every aisle at the store searching for it maybe but is that the first thing you do no no If you're smart, you go to the customer service desk first and ask them to check in the lost and found and see if anyone has turned in the phone, right? And hopefully, if people have good hearts, the ones that find it, (laughs) hopefully they check in the box and sure enough, there it is. And I think about it this way. How much time would you have wasted searching all the different aisles and departments when that phone was up at the main counter in the lost and found all along? And in that thought is where... I found my answer. We aren't talking about gloves or purses or phones, which by the way, if you ever can't find your phone while you're talking to your mom on it, don't worry, don't be embarrassed. You're not alone, been there, done that. But we're not, we're not talking about phones or gloves or purses or whatever, we're talking about our joy. It's not just some physical thing that you can just set down or misplace and then can just go pick up. So when we feel like we've lost our joy or we're having difficulty finding it, where do we go look? Personally, I've been known to focus on uh, my family, my kids. My kids usually make me happy. My husband makes me happy. My achievements bring me joy. When I when I accomplish something, that, that sense of completion and acknowledgement of those achievements or completion, time, spending time with my friends and drinking wine and lots of other temporary so- sources of joy in my life is where I tend to look a lot of times. But here's the kicker. I think this year... Especially, it's been made all too clear how all of those momentary and worldly things could change or be taken away without warning. But if God is our joy, perhaps our focus shouldn't be looking through a bunch of different aisles or places or things, but instead going straight to the ultimate customer service desk or lost and found box first. Pivoting our focus from all these worldly sources of fear and worry and anger and pain or trials or temporary joy to instead focus on the true goodness of God and all the promises that He's made over our lives. You know, people always say to focus on the positive and your whole perspective will change, right? Well, if God is my joy, or in turn, my positivity, then I need to shift my priorities and my focus onto him and him alone. I need to stop looking to these worldly things or opinions of others or situations to satisfy my heart, but instead to look to God. And, you know, like Jesus said in John 14 that I talked about before, ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I need to ask God to help me find my joy in him. Trusting in his faithfulness to come through and carrying that lost and found box in his hands right there is where I'm going to find what I've been looking for. Something I thought someone had taken, but I had simply misplaced it by misplacing my focus and I was looking in all the wrong places for it. Now, I don't know if any of that makes sense or if maybe... Maybe you already had all of that figured out. Maybe I'm alone in this. But I do know that this year has brought on many trials for many people over and over and over in what I I can only explain as feeling like a poorly funded Groundhog Day sequel. <laughs> And honestly, it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. But I just want you to rest assured we aren't the first or even the last for that matter to experience a loss of joy and hope in times of hardship and change and struggle. In, in the Psalms, more specifically in the different songs of ascent that you can find in there, you can find reassurance that while trials and tribulations are never enjoyable or comfortable in the moment, our help and our strength and our hope comes from the Lord. And if we would only make sure that we were asking him, just like Jesus reminds us in John 14, that if we are asking him to complete us, and asking him for direction, and then in turn stepping out in obedience, while he won't keep us from difficulty because that's where we grow and we learn perseverance and and patience and all of that, he is sure to walk through it with us. And if he is our joy and he's walking through it with us, you can almost assuredly know that he will make your joy complete. So, today, for homework, as your homework assignment, I want to challenge you to inventory. The things that you are looking to for joy. Are you looking to the attention and opinion of others for your joy? Now, when I say that, I don't just mean your Facebook friends. I mean even those closest to you. As your connection coach and strategist, I want to be clear that your connections and your relationships with others can contribute to your joy, but they cannot be your joy. They can be a priority, you know, working on and building those relationships can be a priority, but they cannot be your source of joy. Maybe you're shopping and buying all sorts of worldly things or getting ready for all the things that you want for Christmas for that quick adrenaline rush that makes you feel all warm and cozy. And I'll be the first to tell you that a Christmas themed fuzzy blanket or cute sweater will always make me smile, but I also know that once I've used it once or twice, I then find myself searching for something else. Maybe you're thinking, as long as your presidential candidate candidate wins everything will get better and you'll be joyful again oh everything will be better as long as we get Trump out of office right or oh things will be better once Trump can finish doing what he's started right maybe you're searching for that special someone and you think as soon as you're not single anymore then you'll be able to truly experience joy or maybe you're somebody who's struggling with this longing for kids and it hasn't happened yet And you just know that having them is the ultimate experience of joy. Now, while I can agree that having children is a fabulous blessing and I do not take that blessing for granted, but just know that that's not where your joy comes from. That will not make you complete, you know. Maybe your inability to feel joy in all the things going on right now in the world has you searching in the fridge for it. Whatever it is, whatever you are actively engaging in, in trying to find that glorious joy that you know you miss or that you know you can't find. Can I just encourage you to really sit down and inventory that and and make a commitment to instead... Turn your attention to God first and ask him to help you focus on the things he would have you focus on that he wants to use to help you be complete in his glory and in his joy. And then to take it even further and stepping out in faithful obedience and focusing on those things he's calling us to give our full attention I want to reassure you, through this dependence on and obedience to him, you can rest assured and be sure that in his time, his joy will complete us in all of his glory. So, as you guys complete your homework for this week, I want to encourage you to continue to reach out to me directly privately, or post in our Good Portion Mama Facebook group with any of your questions, struggles, prayer, or praise requests. We are not alone in our troubles or our triumphs, okay? We are a family. We are a community. We all do this together. This is not a place like a lot of other groups where you are going to be shamed or criticized for the way that you feel I try to make that very clear in these episodes that just because you're a Christian you are not expected to know all the things right you're not expected to always be joyful because your joy is in God that is not what this episode is about but more of intentional choices of trying to be more focused on the joy that God brings Okay, so that being said, I have received some prayer requests that I'd like to share with all of you. And if you would honor the request for it, I know that these other good portion mamas would greatly appreciate it. So um, some of the prayer requests that I've received are I have my friend, Bobby. Her dad is in the ICU and not doing well. There's lots of health history here and lots of struggle. And so I just ask that you guys would pray for God's healing touch for her dad and comfort and wisdom and direction and peace for Bobby and her mom and her family uh, we also have another good portion mama whose daughter has a best friend who recently discovered that she has cancer and she's very young she has young children she just got married last month or at least she was supposed to be getting married last month um, and found this out right before so I, I, I hope that you guys would pray for wisdom and how to manage her pain because she is struggling and for healing for this sweet mama from this nasty disease that unfortunately seems to be happening for a lot of people. You know, I have a I have a friend of mine whose sister was recently diagnosed with breast cancer and she just finished her second surgery. She had a mastectomy, I think a month ago, maybe not even a full month ago, but um, had a follow-up surgery on that. So just just pray over all of our good portion mamas that are struggling with health concerns or health concerns for family members or friends you know that that is something that you know god is the ultimate healer and we just pray that it would be his will um, to heal their bodies and hearts and minds and everything and and Obviously, pray for our country as we wander through these moments of anger and uncertainty and that God will make a way for us all to come together for his glory. And I know there are many, many, many more prayer requests out there. But if you guys would just take a moment to ask God to touch each and every one of our mamas in this community and fill their hearts with the reassurance that he is working anything and everything for the good of his purpose and plan I would be so grateful and I'll call this episode a wrap so thank you for the opportunity to share my sometimes jumbled up thoughts and heart with you it truly is a blessing being able to go through this walk with each and every one of you so until next week I'm gonna send you on your way with lots and lots of love and